to the Council in the Clutch. It's your boy Nick hosting today, back after what a couple week hiatus. But uh, this is gonna be episode eighty nine. What's good, fellas? Where y'all at? We got the young boys running the podcast today. The thirty and under crew. Thirty ish and under. <laughs> no, it's a it's a hard thirty and under. Yeah, hard, hard. <laughs> it's hard stop at thirty. Happy man, birthday. birthday. Yeah, appreciate that, man. Went and got to do some sightseeing and whatnot. It was really cool. Enjoyed it. My old lady uh, definitely looked out for me, spoiled me. Shout out to her. Wow, it's this this the podcast crazy. Yeah, it's the first minute. That's how we started the show. <laughs> man, hey, the sport has been retired. <laughs> I'm over. It's over. Hey, Cal, add some music to that, please. It's <laughs> over. This is, this is about to be the family council. Council in the family. Man, what? <laughs> oh, that's crazy. What I'm at a loss for words. Oh, man, there we, there we go. Exactly. First, hey, first kid sighting. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Yeah, man, daddy duty never stops. But, uh, yeah, man, Welcome. Welcome, we got Roy in the building. Yo, you know, new year, new me. New year, new you. All of that, man. That's what's up. I got, a, I got a book, you feel me? I be reading now, man. Look at that. Extreme Ownership. A Navy SEALs Guide Extreme to Leadership. Ownership. Yeah, man. It teach you, it teach, so it's a really good book, actually. But it's written by a Navy SEAL, but it teaches you how to manage upward management and lower management, how to kind of lead in between. Because you know, everybody still got superiors to listen to. Yeah. But it gives you it gives you military, it gives you a battlefield experience, but then it correlates it to a business experience. And then it talks about how you can kind of decipher through certain situations and the proper way to move. That's real interesting. That's Sounds like a lot. Real good character traits uh, can be built with this book. It sounds like. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm learning a thing or two. We get a little boring though, because I, ain't, I probably shouldn't say that part. But the, some of the military stuff be a little crazy. I'd be like, all right, now get to the business, get to the business. But, <laughs> but the book itself, it's, it's a lot in there. It almost sounds like a 48 uh, Laws of Power type of, except a military version. Yeah, actually, yeah, it is. That's that's a good that's a good analogy for that. Yeah, 48 is crazy. It's, it's mad abstract. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 uh, I got through like the first maybe 150 pages of 48 Laws of Power, but that's on how you, it'd be having you thinking different. Yeah. It got you, th- it think you, right, we was talking about this before we, we, we hit record. Uh, just thinking like a business person versus thinking morally and ethically. Like yeah. 48 Laws of Power, I only got through like maybe 40 pages. I was like, man, I don't know. This is a little too too out of my range at the moment. At the time, it was like five six years ago, but it was real like un unmoral or no. It was like or what what is it? Morals or ethics? It was like either unethical or unmoral. One of the two. Not uh, where it was. It was just like just very absolute. Like when this happens, you do this to not get yourself exposed to this. I'm just like okay, <laughs> just like yeah. Right. No, that's it's crazy. And that's when I when I was reading it. I wasn't in the headspace that I needed to read that because mm-hmm. I, I was thinking, but I won't think how I needed to think. And then how you have it give you some crazy thoughts, B. He was young boy. Yeah, I was tripping too. Like I'm, 
That joint had you ready for combat. I feel like you, you need to go through ethically, of course. Some you know, like, oh yeah, you, you, you need to have, have gone through some things and had some life experiences before you start reading uh, Forty Eight Laws. Yeah, because you got to be able to relate it to something. Because if you just yeah. reading it raw, you going you you you're tripping. But I, I got another one too, man. You know, I'm, we out here. We ready for twenty twenty one. I'm gonna learn how to be a president. Barack the bomber, Hussein Obama. Shameless plug. Not the Barack Obama. Gosh, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> Did, didn't he though? Oh no, man. I you know just oh, recently, I, I don't fuck with his politics like that. You know what I'm saying? He tried to tell the oh, NBA, hey, Obama said, "Shut up and dribble." I ain't no, fucking with that. Yeah, he did. You remember? Oh, Hold on. LeBron, LeBron was like, yo, I got off the phone with Obama, and he was like, I, he think we should play and and then, uh, you know, keep playing and, and use our platform a different way. Oh, so like, Obama said shut up and dribble. Okay. He, he right. co-signed Laura Ingram, man. I ain't fuck with that. Oh, you did? I don't never fuck with that. Oh, okay. All right. So you, okay. I got you. I got you. Hey, I, I, stand, I stand with the players. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Uh, Kyle, can you pull that clip too? And it's way too early to have any type of organization or partnership at this moment. They just, you know, play basketball and continue to speak with the platform, I think. Oh, shut up and dribble, huh? I knew I thought Roy was going to say that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, just to see it side by side with a sound like, oh, I ain't never, you know, what episode it was or nothing. Maybe the bubble edition. We'll get intern to put it in the notes. Yeah, yeah, man, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll yeah. Figure that out. Dig through we'll the crates, out. man. But and, and think, thinking about healing, uh, kind of one of the first topics we uh, somebody dropped in that that was real interesting. And this is a a couple, maybe a week or two late, but an uh, act of healing. Uh, Representative Clyburn from South Carolina uh, made a call for making the Black National Anthem. You know that song that we always sing in church. You know, sing a song full of the hope that the dark past has brought us. You know what I'm saying? Lift every the, the part where everybody hymns the third part. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but as long as you stick with that right, harmony. Because <laughs> nobody, I, well, I take that back. If you was born before 1970, you probably know it. Look, but man. I, this new generation don't know it by heart. I guarantee nah, they don't. I feel like there was a time when they, this is a sidebar, where they, so I saw something was like, we need a new black national anthem because. This old one ain't ain't it. I was like, damn, is it not it? They wanted to make Kendrick Lamar. Are we gonna be all right? <laughs> the, the the black national anthem. I don't know if y'all heard that. Nah, I, I can't. I can't let us rock like that. The song five from popular opinion for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Representative Clyburn from South Carolina uh, had called for making the black national anthem the. Actual take away the black. It's just gonna be the national anthem. That's he made that proposal in the act of healing. Do y'all need to be healed in that way? That's a little deep. Um, I would I would be on board with changing the national anthem to something else. I'm not sure about that particular song. That that wouldn't be my pick per se. I think it's I think it's a good gesture. I get where he's going with it. You know, I don't think you can replace the black national anthem because it is I mean it is sacred to the culture, but for those that know it, 
You know, like if you you ever seen some old folks sing it, they sing it with pride and dignity. So I understand it. You know, um, the reverence that it it, 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 uh, it upholds in our community. I personally don't know the whole song start to finish. I do know how to hymn through that part. I don't know, but I, I could understand why we, we would need it. You know, especially since the national anthem was was uh, was was written when, when slaves still existed. So and definitely. Uh, when I become an old man, I'm gonna have known that I'm gonna know that song by heart because it's a beautiful song, man. Like you know, growing, I, you know, it was so normal growing up that I ain't really t- ever take the time to to learn it. I know before I went to college, my um my great great aunt, or is she just my great aunt? She was like, Nick, you know the Black National Anthem, and because I grew up with the song, I was like, No, Auntie, I don't know the Black National Anthem. She was like, Oh, she was heartbroken. Probably took a yeah. They, they, they look at you not like you're not colored when you don't know that song. What? So I think when she came to my graduation party, she actually printed out the anthem and, and like gave it to me. Like here you go, so you can know it. And I was like, oh shit, thank you. I mean, I know, I know, I know the song now, but I didn't realize that I didn't know that I, that that was the name of the song at the time. Do you know the song by heart? Not yet, not yet. But I'm gonna get there. I might read it tonight, just to you know, <laughs> just to get that start. But it's interesting, man. In the act of healing, uh, like I don't think our community needs to be healed by giving you a precious gem, something that was beautifully written for us to inspire us for for everybody else. That's not healing us because y- y'all know what happens on, during the national anthem. People out here going to the bathroom. They be on their phone texting now. They be sitting down. They use it as an opportunity to protest, which rightfully they should. But yeah, we don't want all that disrespect to be given to the Black National Anthem like that. Save that disrespect for the for the uh, for the you know for the American one. But we don't. I don't want that smoke for us. Now I agree with that. Yeah, and that's a good point that you that you pointed out as far as how people treat the national anthem now. It's not even really something that's. Uh, I guess respected. I don't know if that's the right word, but oh, you know no, what I'm saying? Like it. you said, people going to the bathroom on their phone, doing whatever. Uh, so I, I would 100% agree. Hey, man, my dad don't stand for the national for the national anthem. But he stands for the black national anthem. There's not a lot of people that do stand for the national anthem. <laughs> so he's not alone. Mm. Oh, but also to Roy's point, uh, the the national anthem that, that's popular, that was written on the boat uh, right off the, the uh, shores of the Chesapeake, right off Fells Point, um, outside of Baltimore. And the dude, he was captured, and he was so mad at the Britishers, you know, for capturing him. He just wrote this in a in a rage of fury to, you know, let his emotions out and to get a battle cry. And in it, he has a a, 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 a line, a three-line or whatever it is. He got a part in there that, that is omitted today. But it's essentially saying that all the black people who helped the Britishers, fuck y'all, and y'all deserve to die. That's that's I'm translating what the you know what the old saying is, but they they omit that part because they they don't really you know that ain't good for unity, I guess. But that's in the song. Yeah. Okay. Welcome to that America. The history lesson. He definitely he googled that too before the show. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't heard all that shit, man. He ain't let that ride. He That shit sounded good. That nigga Google that shit. I know he did. I used to live in Baltimore, bro. I took them. I took them to. Yeah. 
<laughs> Man, listen. <laughs> I hear you, but I know you Google that shit. It sounded good, though. I'm with you. I'm with you. Baltimore, I think crab cakes. Hey, that's crazy because I was thinking that when he said that I was. Hey, that's that's, that's a, <laughs> hey you hey you you here with it? Hey you you you, you, hey, you there with it? Go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry, I couldn't. You go ahead, keep going where you going. Tongue out and all. <laughs> Man, keep going. I, that's Baltimore crazy. Club that's, music. No, I'm just, hey, I'm where he took wear pants. <laughs> I mean, it has it's, it has this it has this space. In the category, in the in the catalog, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because uh, you gotta say cutie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are gonna get to it. You know what I'm saying? That was a crazy thing when I first moved there. It was like, "Hey, what you into?" You? I was like, "Huh?" <laughs> 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 what what hey, did you say? Where you going? What say? What you into? You? I was like, "Ah, oh, okay." <laughs> All right, yeah, hey, I don't know, man. Uh, but it was just like, yo, it was in everything, everywhere. I was like, God damn, I feel like I started doing it for a little bit. Hey, look, my, my freshman year, my roommate was from Baltimore. My man, I mean, from Baltimore, Baltimore too. It's crazy because my man, my name, my man's nickname was Deuce. And I'm there, like he, yo, you you going over, you going over there? Nah, two of them. <laughs> Speak English, man. <buddy. laughs> like what? I, cause I ain't, you know, we Virginia, we ain't never, we, I know niggas from DC, but I ain't never really heard nobody from Baltimore. So I ain't really, I ain't know it was like that. Then I got to college and heard him. Cause I ain't running into too many Baltimore cats growing up. Nah, man. It's funny. Actually, I had cousins from Baltimore and everything, but you know, you don't pay attention to how they talking when you like eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, you just playing. But yeah. Uh, and I was it's always here, they're like, oh, people in D.C. don't mess with people from Baltimore. Well, I was like, well, ain't they right next to each other? But then you go there, and it's like, nah. I mean, they might be close relatively, but they two different worlds. They're a whole different world. Yeah, I ain't. I've been to. I've been to Baltimore. It's, it's definitely an interesting place. I haven't really been there. I've been to D.C., but I haven't really been to D.C. If you feel me, so. I can't I can't speak on that, but I've heard. <laughs> and what if if from what I heard is correct, you are correct. Yeah. Two different worlds. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's that's water. That's a little bit uh, out of the Virginia depths, you know what I'm saying? But it's all good. Um Hey, check the chat real quick. Take a quick pause and check the chat. Pause. Play that intro music. Alrighty then. Kelly. <laughs> All right, we might have some exciting trips ahead of us. You know what I'm saying? But, <laughs> <laughs> but y'all won't be using that parlor app. Yeah, this, you know. So we we kind of recapping a couple topics a little, uh, you know, day late. But uh, did y'all hear about what happened to that parlor app? Yeah, they shut down. Yeah, that's all I was about to say. Yeah, they shut it down, you know, apparently because they, you know, they weren't controlling and complying by the rules of uh, not having hate speech and, and not planning violence, you know, on your platform. They didn't police that well. But uh, apparently there's been a push to, you know, I don't know, you know, this is a couple weeks later, so it ain't really hit the, hit the, um, 
it ain't really like hit big or anything, but it's like, is that a violation of speech to shut down the app? You know, that, you know, just because, you know, they, you know, they didn't follow their agreements, but, but can you kind of align shutting down the app with a, a violation of free speech? Um, you know, what's crazy It's kind of, it's, it's more up to date with parlor and that whole spot about the violation of speech. I think it's crazy that they shutting people down for that, but I knew when they, when they did it for the Capitol shutdown and then Twitter banned Trump, I knew it was coming similar to today. The Wall Street best dudes that was on Reddit kind of running up the market, you know, doing the hedge fund and all that stuff. They mm-hmm. shut them down on Discord and they, they oh. use the same language that Twitter used. We're not shutting your account down because you're, cre- you know, fraudulent or whatever, but it's because of the hate language you're using. They said that the people in the Discord were saying a whole bunch of like random stuff like we're going to make all these hedge fund fuckers, this and that. Like, you know, talking crazy. So they they rubbing, running the market up. But it's wow. the same kind of it's the same thought process. Like free speech is gone on, on apps when it doesn't benefit the owners of the apps. It's interesting, but I can't. I, I think okay. it's. I, I was gonna say I think it's tricky though because social media is not necessarily free speech because those apps are businesses, so they're entitled to allow people to do what they want them to do on there. Like when you sign up for an app, it's their platform. So you're not entitled to your your liberties and justices in their platform because it's a private-owned establishment. Yeah, that that terms and agreements that we all just skip over. Like yeah, 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 yeah. click, click, click. Let me get to the you know to my page. Yeah, cut. What you say, SP? You muted. I said that's. <laughs> I said <laughs> yeah, that is wild. <laughs> That's because at the end of the day, it's an application. It's not a uh, entity, so yeah. that, that's why it's private. The company might actually be public, but the app itself, like you said, is privately owned. Um, so yeah, I mean that's where it gets a little mucky in that regard. Yeah. And I think that's where people confuse it. Like they, it, it's a, it's free speech. You should be entitled to say. But again, when you're using someone else's platform, you get rid of them liberties, right? Yeah, and you're making a cho- you're making a choice. You you don't have to use the platform. Like, what? like I don't that's understand true. that part of it. But that but that's that's the point that people try to are you know America. apparently we're making it was like oh well we were using Twitter but they got restrictions we were using Facebook but they're doing whatever they're doing so we went to Parler to start our own and have our own that's private and this and that and then they go and shut us down. So that's where they're trying to make the argument. That uh, hey, you know it ain't uh, it ain't free. Well, that that they're like targeting and taking away, they're silencing us specifically. So who who shut it down exactly? Because it says the internet, and I don't know who runs oh. the internet to shut it down. So apparently it was the like F- hosting FCA or something. Uh, more so like uh, Amazon shut it down because you know Amazon does way more hosting of websites. And platforms than oh. anything like essentially a- Amazon almost took hold of the internet in a sense. Yeah, so with the web they, services. Yeah, because they they bought right. a lot of so AOL. They bought a lot of those servers from AOL back in the day. I believe. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. You might have to fact check me on that. But I've, I've I've heard Amazon owns a lot of the internet. They do. Yeah. That's why whenever they had the issue, uh, it wasn't too long ago. They had an issue with their network. It was a lot of other companies 
they had issues with their with their sites and they were down. Yeah. I can't remember when this was. It wasn't it wasn't too long ago. Though. It had to have been like within last twenty four months. But um Yeah, man, it's 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 this real gray area. I'm not a real gray area type of guy, but so you know, I can't really relate with this situation. I I, I like to stay out of the gray area. And I would say that this is the interesting part to me is where the rules are now being applied differently because maybe we go back four or five, six, seven years ago, you know, two years ago, if and at that, people was getting threatened on Twitter when nothing happened to them. People was coming for all these other politician lives and these people lives and all these threats and stuff. And nobody say nothing. It was just like, oh yeah, freedom of speech. But then, you know, this thing popped off recently and now they're like, oh, okay, that's wrong. You gotta, we're gonna like flag you now, flag you now. So it's like understanding that it's a business, but the ties have changed to become like actually advantageous for them to apply their rules how they want actually, to Actually, actually what? Say that again? Okay. Actually apply them. Actually apply the rules that they have. No, no, no. What was that? What was it? It was no, no, no. It was a... Uh... Advantageous, I thought it was. Benefit. It was a benefit, I think. I think that's what no, it no, he said advantageous. Advantageous, beneficial, you know, kind of synonyms. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> How do you feel about that, Sterling? <laughs> no comment. This is a mean inside joke. I don't even know what's going on. Uh, I'll tell you off air, so Kyle will <laughs> probably leave that part in, so I'll tell you off air. Mm. But yeah, man, you know, like we said, it's a business. So really, hey, I was just... Do. I just went and read the article while you was talking to skim through it a little bit. Um, that's crazy that Amazon Amazon actually sent these dudes between 100 and 120 examples of posts. So Parler could have cleaned it up and saved the site if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. They just decided to ignore Amazon's, and then that's when they got shut down. So that's on them. Yeah, it is. That, I mean, that, that, that was the intent the whole time, though, with the buck. Yeah. And Amazon didn't even delete the site. They just shut the servers down, but they restored. They saved the data so they could move it to another platform. I feel like Amazon did their. That's free. That's not freedom of speech. That's just you breaking a rule. That's stupidity. Yeah, ignorant. Should have complied. <laughs> should have complied. I think we got a title. I think we got yeah. a title. <laughs> Man, well, be. speaking of that. Since you you guys are are kind of deep into the uh, into the stocks and bonds into the market, man, I, I was curious. You know, we could talk about the the GameStop being moved and saved actually on there because I saw that and my girl was like, "Oh man, it looks like GameStop going out of business." And then I I look at my phone and it's like, "No, nah, actually, but GameStop seemed to have gotten like uh, kind of a, a raise in their stocks." And that is was intentional because people just uh, kind of organized on Reddit to uh, like just invest and buy up GameStop stock. So I wonder if y'all could you could break that down because I ain't fully understand that whole situation. So what happened from my understanding? I'm not no stock genius at all. I just kind of Google things and read as I go, but. A lot of hedge funders, I forgot the name of this one hedge fund in particular, but a lot of hedge fund accounts, what they do is they leverage against businesses that are going out of business mm-hmm. and they try to they try to squeeze them out by buying up all the shares of stock and they'll they call it like a short squeeze type thing. Okay, that's but what, what happens 
Yeah, but what happens with the trading is they do it for profit. But like, say for instance, Amazon or GameStop's going to go out of business, right? And yeah. the investors are buying this stuff up, and then they're trying to sell it these hedge fund accounts. So they're buying these stock prices, thinking that they're, they're betting against the company, pretty much. Got you. What the Red Cats did was they jump in and they're like, "All right, bet we're gonna run these hedge fund companies out of business." They come in and buy, you know, raise the stock by buying so much, and now the price skyrockets, and that's where you got this. You see that change in the market, but that's where the hedge funds losing money because they bet a bunch of money, a bunch of, a bunch of borrowed money. A lot of times are already allocated money mm -hmm. against those margins, thinking that the company's gonna go out of business and they're gonna return on profits, return on investment, mm -hmm. versus the Reddit cats in that community is buying the buying the stock and is the market's pushing it up so those hedge funders are losing money because now they owe on the price of what they already spent plus what the new price is mm. because the price got driven all the way up wow that that seems like a lot of people love gamestop i mean honestly i love gamestop they probably got most of my money as a kid so i think I don't even think it's more of a, a lot of people love GameStop. I think it's a lot of people hate hedge fund investors. Because hedge funds, they kind of manipulate the market. And hedge funds are more, more of a rich people's party. Yeah, What's up, yeah. Caleb? Caleb. Well, he can't hear, but, but we see him make oh, a yeah. cameo. There you go. He got tired of being outside by himself. He said he came to party. Yeah, he ain't <laughs> doing the most. Let him rock out. He ain't hurt nobody. What a time to be alive. <laughs> oh man, came in. Came first thing he told me was that I'm gonna come in here and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say anything. I'm just, I'm just be in the bed and play the game. Y'all saw, y'all saw the result of that, right? The introduction. He had to, he had to make sure the bed was sturdy, dog. Like make oh, sure had, it was comfortable. Get in, huh? Yeah, yeah. You yeah. can't just walk in and sit down. He had, he had to, to, he had to break the bed. In. Nah, man. He had one job. <laughs> he had to come make sure things was good, man. Like make sure he was comfortable, you know. But now, nah, what you what you think about the whole Reddit the Reddit hedge fund beef, SP? Uh, I'm not really surprised, man, because Reddit. I mean, it's a lot of hidden gems on Reddit, so a lot a lot of people don't aren't really familiar with it. So the way that that whole social media app works is it's basically a community of uh, people, and you have what they call subreddits which is different topics, um, anything you can think of from NFL sports to basket weaving to black Twitter. Um, they they have these subreddits where people comment and, uh, yeah, just have conversations about that specific uh, topic. And, yeah, as far as the stock market aspect of it, I mean, I'm excited because I think this is a new age that we're seeing as far as financial securities, mm. like when you're talking about owning stocks, doing like selling and buying options and puts 
and you know what I'm saying? Just the whole gambit of investing technology is opening the gates, the floodgates, seriously. Um, yeah, yeah. And this is just, this is exhibit D or E for real, honestly, it ain't exhibit A. Because I feel like other things such as Bitcoin and stuff like that is, you know, other examples of just how technology is shaking the room when it comes to the financial world, which I mean, it's like I said, it's exciting for me. Kind of scary, though, because, you know, the people who had the control in that world are seeing this, too. So they ain't go- they're going to do whatever they can to protect it. So, you know, that comes with repercussions, obviously. But change is always good, you know, if it's the right kind of change. And I think it is. Uh, I, I, Like I said, I'm happy to see the hedge funds go down because they're going to have to change stuff up once, you know. And they had the game pretty much cornered when it comes to investing. And when it comes to investing is building wealth. That's exactly, yeah. that's essentially exactly what it is. So, yeah, man. I, I heard see- some. Oh, yeah. Oh, I was going to say, I heard yeah. some quote somewhere. I forget where, but it was like um, uh, money will make money faster than you can make money. That's real. And and it's crazy because when I first started messing around with the stock market, I say this was like 2015. Yeah, it was about 2014, 2015. Like I'm playing with penny stocks, you know what I'm saying? Just seeing how it works. I'm like, dang, like, I don't understand how people really make money in this. This is crazy. So then I started to see uh, my homeboy, Eric, he knew somebody that kind of knew what they were doing in the stock market, and they actually went to school for finance. And yeah. one of their projects, they actually had the, they had this uh, paper money account project. So the guy using the paper uh, a paper account, which if people aren't familiar with that, is basically – a playing a video game with stocks essentially you you set it up to you have a certain amount of money you can make it 10 million dollars you can make it a million dollars you made a hundred thousand dollars and you use that money you buy shares sell trade shares uh trade options uh just like you would in a normal stock exchanges um the only difference is it's not real at all it's fake so this guy, he actually took, I think, a million and turned it into like 20 million. And this was this was within like a month span. So, you know what I'm saying? That's when so I really he, he did that in the game. Yeah, he did that in the paper, the paper trading account. Because, right. I mean, I say it's a game, but it's real. It's, it's like virtual reality stock market, because, like I said, the money's not real. But as far as you actually buying shares with the paper tra- uh, trading account and trading options and stuff, the the price of the shares is, matches real time of what the actual share prices are in the real world um, on the exchanges. So, I mean, in all sense of the word real, it's real outside of the fact that that's not your money. You can't go to the account and go withdraw and that should be in your bank account. In three days, nah. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's how that, you think that's you how, first. Yeah, yeah, facts. Like, I don't want. I don't want to get nobody the wrong impression. They go out in there googling and and go to the account. Oh, he's he a lying motherfucker. Nah, that's not what I said. That's not what I said. So, <laughs> but yeah, that's what I mean. 
one one million and twenty million, bro, in a month. Come on now, like, and it's it's because of the multiplier, you know, and as you alluded to earlier, money making money. Yeah, big facts. I mean, twenty one million becomes uh twenty million faster than you know twenty dollars can become twenty million. You need to have that million to put in there for that thing to exponentially grow like that. Facts. Ooh, exponentially. Oh, you use yeah. word words. Yeah, that's bad. Duffy, big Duffy. <laughs> well, what can I say? We know, we know, we know. I'm with you on that one. Shout out to shout out to the legend Hank Aaron. But we know you a doctor, man. Well, what what? We know you a doctor, man. Hey, man. <laughs> Just give me a couple months. I, I, I'll, I'll flex on the people then. But until then, I'm just a humble servant. You know what I'm saying? Trying to do the good work of the people for my community. Mm. Oh, okay, okay. You care about I like people. the humility. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's big oh, whole humanitarian out here. Speaking yeah, of which, uh, shout out shout out my dog, Chauncey, that's about to go on that walk. That's a crazy journey, that man. Yeah, about, to about to start that. I mean, I've been meaning to call him to, to see what's good because he's, he's supposed to come through Memphis, think, too. Yeah, I think it's in like a month. I think he started uh, the end of March, if I'm not mistaken. Where you going on fishing? Right, he walking uh, across the country. And not I only that, I'm like saying. I'll say he walking across the country with the effort of like essentially uh, picking up trash along the way and not just himself, but organize people in the different communities that he's walking through to have cleanup days and cleanup events and all that stuff. So, you know, in several different states, he apparently finna do this. So, you know, shout out to Chauncey, man. He, he, the, he the real humanitarian out here trying to save the country. Thanks. Amen. I wish you the best. Boots on ground. He boots on ground with it. Boots, you hear feet, bare feet on the ground out here. Okay. Won't catch your boy walking around the neighborhood. <laughs> no. You won't. You won't walk to the store, man, up the street. No, fam. Call me. Over. <laughs> Not walking. Man. I don't even yeah. like to walk down the stairs when I leave my charger down there. I leave to my doctor. I walked to my Dollar General uh, last week, man, just to get a little blood flowing, man. It's like it's like three quarters of a mile up the street. I just saw this white lady walk walk her and her two kids to Target, and there ain't no Target nowhere near where she lives. <laughs> I'm straight, fam. I walked enough as a kid. <laughs> oh, okay, that's what we, that's where we at with it, huh? Well, that's just what I say. That's the lie I tell. And we're back with the council in the clutch, young boy edition. Oh nine was good. Whoa, oh, young boy edition. I just peed that wild. Is it though? Doctor Sap filthy. Hey man, ain't thirty to it's new twenty? It's almost eleven o'clock, man. Thirty to new twenty. That, that boy they, stuck. They that. Thirties, thirties is where we. Thirties uh, nah, is, uh, is way better than the twenties. And that's crazy because I definitely thought 30 was old. Now I'm about to turn 30 and I don't really feel old. Nah. Nah, 30, still, I saw, it's still kind of old. I saw my uncle at 40. It's seasoned. Like, it's seasoned. Like, yeah, experienced. But not old. Hell, I see my grandpa is 80 and I be like, damn, I got a long time to go. 
<laughs> that nigga still be out here moving around like regular day. Like he got a little, little but that I'd be like, damn, like this nigga is eighty. Fuck. You know, you know who really look old though? LeBron James. Man, I ain't gonna let you. Nah, nah, nah. I, 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 I see you trying to get into basketball, but you're not gonna LeBron. You're not gonna old LeBron. He just dropped like forty the other night. In yeah, old that's man way. Like, what do you yeah. mean? Forty is not old. I don't. I don't care how you do it. Forty ain't old. Forty six. 21 in the first, 21 in the fourth. It was jazzed up because it was his old team and his old bosses, quote unquote, were, you know, talking shit. So he had to come at them real hard like an old man. <laughs> you ain't going to embarrass me. <laughs> oh, Which when you right, man, man, man. <laughs> I mean, by sports and athletic standards, Tom Brady old, Drew Brees decrepit. Even though he's younger than Tom Brady, uh, LeBron looks old, is old, because like we got young boys out there just moving and shaking and shit, and he can't just do that. So he's he's older relative. I mean, if we go to West Hampton today, we old because they just gonna move and run around us like crazy. Not me. I'm cherry picking. <laughs> I'm about to say I might not lose. <laughs> yeah, I probably I probably be all right. <laughs> like, hey, nigga, I was here when they built this. Yeah. Like, I'm on your head, boy. Man, put the seniority card. Yeah, you know I mean, hey, but we we gonna hop into this NBA real quick. Y'all see, it's a, this is the favorite time, the best time of the year, where you can watch a basketball game on Friday, football on Sunday. Yeah, this is probably the best time of the year for the most part, because especially it's it's football that matters postseason. Uh, basketball's kind of starting to matter. Uh, coming up on the All Star break. Well, when is the All Star game this year? They still got it in the uh, middle of February. I think they they haven't decided how they're gonna do it yet. I think. Yeah, okay. I think they gotta figure it out. Like I heard something saying that they might uh like have the All Star selections without having the actual game. Yeah, that makes sense. The NFL doing something similar like that, ain't they? I want to say they're doing like an event instead of uh having they doing the game the versus, ain't they? <laughs> the versus. I could have sworn they've been like Deion Sanders been online doing a versus battle or some shit like that. Well, that's wild. Deion and Michael Irvin. <laughs> it's it's somebody like real life. Like, hold on, I'm about to pull that shit up, bro. Go on Instagram and look at versus. I think they like doing like a a versus battle against your plays or something. Something crazy. Cause I keep seeing versus on my live stream. Oh, so it's like Oh, so they gonna just queue up like, oh, remember when I when I stole that pick or ran that back? Or, oh, when I mossed you and I dusted him? Like, yeah. So tonight, tonight they did. It's the NFL Pro Bowl versus. Tonight they had Jamal Adams versus Buda Baker and Cam Jordan versus Miles Garrett. And I'm guessing they showing like they highlight plays and shit like that. And then Thursday they got DeAndre Hopkins versus Jalen Ramsey, and Friday Deshaun Watson versus Michael Vick. And they're all hosted by Deion Sanders and MJ Acosta. Well, tonight was hosted by Deion and Maurice Jones-Drew. Now, what they're doing exactly, I have no clue. But I guess it's like you just – I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. If they are showing highlights or clips, that would be tough. But i like them to do it, like, on some matchup. Like, they got Jalen with D-Hop. i like them to keep it like that. You know what I'm saying? Like a running back versus a linebacker or uh, – yeah. 
Even lineman versus lineman, for real. Because, I mean, that would make it even more exciting and people would probably get to get to know some more linemen that they would never get to know. Yeah, that would be tough because it's almost like you get to see, like, why they actually were voted into the Pro Bowl to begin with. Because some people, you'd be like, why he in there? I don't know him. Or, or Especially if it's a lineman, it's like, you know, show a lineman how, like, where, you know, you ain't looking at that, but you get the opportunity to showcase that now. So it's not like a dope spin on the Pro Bowl. Yeah. I yeah, that's pretty I get tough. it. Speak, since we on football, SP, you seen, you seen you got a new coach? I don't know who who is who is we and oh you are you a fan of the, the only the only we that you gonna deny that's what it is I'm a I'm a Lamar Jackson fan as oh, wow. of uh, January first twenty twenty one somebody <laughs> else I know in here that used to be in here I nah he, nah they nah they still a Broncos fan I think. Nah, 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 nah. He, my main man put the paperwork in. You can't go back. <laughs> nah, uh, nope. Uh, uh, uh. Paperwork. Main <laughs> man submitted his paperwork. He is a fan. Well, since we on it, look yeah. at the, like, y'all. Y'all check some of them. Uh, them uh, new hires in the NFL, man. It's crazy. Not crazy, but it's it's interesting. You know, it's like all young white dudes. Hmm. What's what's interesting about that? Sound like business as usual. For the NFL, it's it's uh it's funny because it's like listen to all the talking heads and the nerds. Oh yeah, we need to uh you know Eric BME is great and these other black coaches that's been doing a great job and this and that and you know social justice and that and coaches the owners come out and be like yeah yeah look, let me get that young dude oh or uh, let me give my young protege this guy he's he's a super smart guy you know but just some of the stories we're getting you know what I'm knows saying? The, knows the systems. His dad was a coach when he was in JV, so he's been around the game a while. <laughs> yeah, I ain't going well, though. I ain't going well. I want to get y'all's take on this because I'm thinking about it even more in depth. So we know the NFL is more of an offensive game now. That, you know what I'm saying? Obviously, once you get to the Super Bowl, as the old cliche goes, defense wins championships. You know, your defense got to be at least somewhat uh, adequate to win the championship, i.e. the Chiefs. That's why their little formula is working right now. But to that point, their offense is one of the most prolific offenses we've seen uh, historically. And um, I personally seen with my own two eyes. So, like, I think now, now this is where I would like y'all's opinion. A lot of the gap – now, the area being to me – Thing and I feel like that should be highlighted and we should pick on that because it kind of relates to what I'm getting ready to say. Mm-hmm. Are there a lot of African American coaches on the offensive side of the ball that are getting that prestige and respect outside of him and maybe like Byron Leftwich that I've been hearing of recently? Like, what's say within like the last year or two? Because it looks like that's what the emphasis is being placed on from, like, a front office standpoint in terms of hiring coaches outside of the the obvious bias that is in play as well. Um, I think uh, – I don't think it really is a lot of black coaches, but I think that goes to the point where back in the day where they used to say black coaches couldn't play quarterback or black players couldn't play mm. quarterback. 
I feel yeah. like they got the same stigma with play callers. Because if you notice, all the black offensive coordinators, like, it's been a lot of good defensive black coaches. But exactly. they say you ain't got to be that smart to coach defense. Versus yeah. the black the black coaches, the offensive coaches, I should say, they're all on staffs, but they don't necessarily – they're not, the, like, the primary play caller. Leftwich calls plays, but I'm willing to bet you Brady overrides Leftwich more than he agrees with what he calls. Versus – the enemy, he coaches, he's a leader of men, he does the right things, but Andy Reid still calls the plays. Now, on yeah. the flip side of that, I don't think I don't think that um, him not calling plays should affect his ability to be a coach because they're hiring a lot of these cats that don't call plays, don't do nothing offensive-related. So Benemy should be able to be a head coach. But and the fact being a head coach doesn't mean he has to call plays. He'd still essentially be in the same kind of role he's in. Help game plan and then help his offensive coordinator call plays. Essentially what he's doing with Andy Reid now. Yeah. 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 It's interesting because one thing that I, I'd hear, at least some of the, the people that I listen to, because a lot of people on ESPN in these different podcasts, they're mad and they're annoying as fuck. Cause they're they're the things that they're the points that they make it don't make any sense. Or it's just like it's just dumb as hell. But Somebody mentioned that, oh, maybe he, Eric Bieniemy doesn't interview well. You know what I'm saying? Whatever that means for NFL head coaching job. I, I guess. I mean, a, last time I checked, you could you could be in casual wear and still get the head coaching job. But, I mean. Shit, you can be like. Hey, on vacation. Let's, but, hey. Wear, I mean, let's all wear our, uh, our banana flip flops and uh, Hawaiian shirts if you got them. And let's just kick back and have some brews and talk about this multi-million dollar job. Yeah. Hey, shit, SP, speaking of offensive coaches, Deuce Staley. My man, he, he got passed over a bunch of times, but he never got offered a coordinator position either. So I yeah. feel like a lot of they, – they don't give black coaches offensive coordinator positions. And I, I can, I'm i I'm sitting here thinking, like, the enemy and left, which might be the only two in, in recent memory. Bruh, that's the only one – those only ones that I could think of. I'm, but I got to your, to your point, to your point, though – I think that that was intentionally done. I think that a lot of African-American coaches who probably should have been given those opportunities to be uh, on that side of the ball and, you know, work up and become coordinators, even if they start as position coaches, you know, you have to, you have to be able to give an an opportunity in order to do something. And if you're not given that opportunity, you can't, you can't become said thing. So I think a lot of that is that. I miss this dude from the Colts just got promoted. He was the quarterback's coach, Marcus Brady, to yeah. the Colts offensive coordinator. Yeah, I heard about that. So that's that's a, that's a, that's that's another one. But also um, thinking of, since we on coordinators, I know the Lions head coach. He, you know, he was talking real crazy. He was talking like Roy, man, talking about biting off kneecaps and <laughs> shooting people in the toe, stabbing wow. them in the leg. I was like, oh, wow. shit, this is football. Wow, <laughs> the same, crazy. but he, but then he went ahead and hired essentially mostly black, if not at least his coordinators are are black, and I think Deuce Staley got on as one of his coordinators or or at least a running backs coach or something like that or no, I think yeah. Deuce got hired as the assistant head coach. Yeah, assistant and, same and role he was with the Lions, assistant head coach and running backs coach. So okay. um, I mean, like it seems like there may be some people out here beginning like this may be a new trend because look at uh, Bruce Arians. And his coaches, he got yeah, a, coach a, staff, yeah. a woman D line coach. I was like, damn, she be getting down like that, you know. All but if, 
in all if respect. If Bimmy not getting hired, bro, they they not they they not they not they not fucking with Negro. Yeah, it's interesting. It's crazy. Bimmy made if if Eric Bimmy doesn't get a job in the next year, then they just they just don't want him. And to be honest with you, that that offensive thing, I'll say this because I don't want to allow that to be looked at as an excuse. Because to your to your point earlier, if if you want to be honest, the the best coaches, at least in the last what decade, maybe two. That we can stay on both the NCAA level and the NFL level, they were defensive minded as far as their specialty, and that's Nick Saban and Bill Belichick. What they did and what they've always done successfully, and it's crazy. I learned this with wrestling at Hampton. It, it's, it takes a coaching staff in order to have a, a great team. You have to have people that know their role and do their role extraordinarily well and bill belichick constantly hires some of the greatest i mean that's why people hire coaches off of his tree um the same with nick saban he just i want to say he just hired what's the name for his uh offensive coordinator job uh fuck, what's his name damn well, it's a coach that just got uh, that just got fired because i looked at it i was like oh yeah he's smart yeah, for going yeah, there o'brien yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I realized. That's why I recognized it so much. Because I'm like, oh, he's smart for yeah, that yeah. move. Because people going to see that. He's going to get the success because it's Alabama. You know what I'm saying? And he's going to get another opportunity somewhere, whether it's in college, because I don't think he's going to get another opportunity to leave. Well, he was a good college coach, though. I can't yeah. knock him on that. Bill O'Brien. Yeah, he was a good coach. But check this, man. Like, I was thinking as y'all talking about the offensive coordinators who, who are black, like, the current head coaches in the NFL that are black, Brian Flores, he was different defensive coach coming through the ranks. Um, who was at, at your boy team? Who who um you know you denying Romeo Cornell, defensive <laughs> coach for the Patriots. Uh, Raheem Morris, I was looking it up, defensive guy. Um, and there's oh Anthony Lynn, uh, out there in San Diego. Well, not okay. San, Diego, but L.A. Chargers now. He was defensive, so even like all this talk about oh, we offensive black coaches. I feel like it's just the talking point because one of the white young white dudes who was just hired is a defensive guy. So it just is like like who people want to hire. You know what I'm saying? It's it's kind of like very painfully clear and obvious, and they're not really interested in like it's almost no incentive for them to do anything different than what they already already been doing because they're gonna still make money regardless. This is true. Yeah. Crazy, but it's true. Ha ha. Ha ha. Anyway, man, speaking about this football, uh, playoffs, man. I thought this was a pretty exciting, uh, at least championship round. Man, what's y'all, what's y'all, what's y'all feeling on that, uh, on that field goal by Green Bay? So here's my thing, right? <laughs> I can't thing? really, I can't really. Hate on the floor for making that decision because this is the elephant in the room nobody's talking about. Aaron Rodgers had ample opportunities, dog, to score. Tom Brady threw three picks, bro. Three. But in you, the postseason game. You still got to go for it because even if you don't get a stop, you still got to get through. You got your timeouts, you got to get a stop, and you still got to score a touchdown. touchdown. Yeah. 
to win. But but you're gonna win the game a if you score that touchdown. No, oh, I'm talking about the Green Bay. If you it's fourth down, so go for it. Because even if you don't get it, you got to get a stop to get the ball back and score. You would have had to get the two though, too, right? No, nah, but the thing is, nah. no, this is the point, SP. I think you might be missing. Even if they did kick, they kicked the field goal, and even if they were to get the ball back. They still needed to score a touchdown. They can't kick another field goal to win the game, yeah. right? But they would have. But that, well, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. So it's like you need to go for the touchdown regardless, and they just took an opportunity to go for the touchdown off the off the board by kicking the field goal and just still having to score a touchdown. And they, I can even and, and thing is, uh, the, uh, Michael Smith and, and his man's broke it down on brother from another mother on Fox. To where it's like, yeah, either like you just show no faith in your offense and your quarterback to get the touchdown when they just had five or eight yards to go, and you don't give them that fourth chance, especially when he maybe in his mind was thinking, well, we're gonna go for the fourth down anyway, and you calling the field goal team. So I can imagine that probably like gave a shot at your offensive morale to where everybody else is thinking like, well, this makes no sense. But then we come down and boom, we still can't score. So it's just like. You know, we lost. We, we missed a golden opportunity when we were right there. And even if you get the turnover, even if you don't get it, your defense still has them pinned back within a twenty. So now they, you know, they gotta run the ball. So you could probably gonna get those stops or at least, you know, maybe a turnover. So it's, you know, it, like, you know, all the all the nerds crunching numbers and all this all this other shit that they do today. Like, <laughs> it didn't make sense to kick a field goal. Yeah, now I'm going for it. I mean, he wasn't, but in in respect to his decision, that's why, to your point, yeah, I don't have confidence in my offense or my quarterback at this point because this man got ample opportunities on top of the extra opportunities he got, and he didn't turn that shit into points. Like, how are you supposed to be the MVP? Like, what are you doing? That's why you go back to him one more time. It don't always work out. One more time? How many times do we have? All right, all right. If the roles were reversed and Brady threw three picks, I bet you they still go for it on fourth down. Uh, hey man, Brady has had twenty plus years of times. And Brady, Brady and Brady is Brady has shown me too, because he he got mad rings to to prove that he gonna get it done. Hey, Aaron got one. Hey. That's all. All you need is one. All you need is one. Hey, but, do you? you? I mean, too, hey, hey, Eli got two, and I still ain't got as much respect for him as I got for some quarterbacks that don't even got one. That's fucked up. Yeah, I mean, Eli, he pulled it out in the end, you know, even though it looked real ugly and, you know, just real sub-hard. He rode He rode the hell out of that defense to the to the ring. <laughs> and running game, Tiki Barber, shout out. Facts, facts. And did the Tiki Barber was there? Was he there for the second one, or was it the the six foot six running back that they had? I don't remember his name. Brandon Jacobs. <laughs> yeah, bro, he fell out the map. Like I want to say that that literally the next season. Yeah, he was crazy on the game, man. It's like yo, this nigga six four. They ran him in the dirt on his Elon Lewis. Shout up, out. Man. Yeah, not run him in the dirt like Elon. That's tough. A bar. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, did it? Is it a lie though? It is a bar, but damn. Probably the most prolific <laughs> high school running back ever. And, and if that's where your legacy stops, was it worth it? Was it worth damn. It? Y'all, man. Man, that's tough. Yeah, that's that's, tough. that was filthy, Seth. I mean, <laughs> if, I, if we go back to the 7-5 and we see him at the McDonald's up the street working there as a manager, yeah. was it worth yeah. it? <laughs> yeah. 
Yikes. Hey, hey, shout out hey, that, that Instagram me. Big fucking yikes. Yeah, <laughs> damn. I'm just saying. I mean, you right, but damn. <laughs> You ain't have to. Yeah. You ain't have to come in there like that. You I mean, there's, I mean a lot, you, hey, there's a lot of former football players that's doing very well. You know what I'm saying? We look at Jay King. Jay King, he seemed to be doing great. They Jacoby nah. engineer. You know what I'm saying? But nah, are we talking football? I don't fuck what you did off the field. We just talking football. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about being a good person. That's I mean, you gonna do that anyway. We just here uh, for football. Nah, man, you got to update your resume, like Uncle Shannon say. You ain't played football in a decade. No, we don't care about your football. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I ain't. You, you hey, safe, Rory. I'll tell you. Ooh. I'll tell you my favorite, my my own, my favorite moment of the of this NFL weekend was when I saw that bitch ass Josh Allen throw the football and almost get his ass. Like, he threw the football at the defensive lineman's face, number 56. And the lineman just stepped up to him like, what's up? And then he started that whole fight and that whole situation. After running back like 30, 40 yards for the sack, dog, I was like, man, I was I was pretty vindicated to to see Josh Allen just go out in such shame and, and just embarrassment in my eyes. But, you know, maybe he don't just- get me white. I'm gonna no, take I'm gonna take a leap of faith and guess you don't like Josh Allen. I don't like to talk around him. He's so great. He's so this and that. Old Josh Allen, this and that. I mean, like fuck that. He was great. Who said he was great? Just man. Like, like he's like the favorite white quarterback of the day, and he ain't that great. Nah, he just oh, he, he the new Baker. He the new Baker. I got you. Well, well, nah. I think you know you know what it really is. He the new white boy. He the, he they he hope. He the new white hope. Yeah, there's a lot of as far as young quarterbacks. quarterbacks. Yeah, all That's the black quarterbacks been niggas lately. He the new, he the new fast white guy. Nah, they better, they better. That's the case. They better hop on the uh, what's old buddy from San Diego? I mean, not San Diego, but the Chargers. Yeah, that really is hop on Yeah, your sunshine. Yeah. yeah, he actually can play. Poor Ty, Robert. Ty ain't never getting his job. <laughs> not out there, man. Probably no, no, the white boy came in swinging that tater. Yeah, he ain't stand a chance. That, that's, no. that's crazy because well, nobody expecting it, though. That, that was the crazy part about it. He got one shot, boy. He made it happen. He and got the one, and, and the head coach who said, yeah, Ty's our guy. He's our guy for the future. Guess what? He's the, now the defensive coordinator somewhere else. Crazy. Yeah. That's why. Hey, no, but, but the wild part is the doctor poked him up. Ty got a, I know he got a settlement for that. I hope so. Man. Had to. Had to. They can't crazy. talk about it, but they definitely that was had the craziest it. story when it happened. He, he poked my you. man up so the so the white boy could start. Man, where where hey where where that where uh where Sean King get when you need him? <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I need I want to see the stat on ESPN, which I I haven't yet of uh. How many yards has Josh Allen lost on a sack? Like he has to be the number one quarterback in losing yards on a sack. Yeah, and they can run back it, like thirty. Yeah, 30, he, he stays on his record. Hey, it's official. Sap hates Josh Allen. <laughs> it's official. I just, I just want to see. He came, him. With the, he came with the ESPN stat with that one. The stat of how many yards <laughs> he's lost getting sacked is. <laughs> hey. They would have did that to any if if that was uh, Tyrod doing that, 
They would have they would have crucified him. They'd have found all the dirt. Yo, hold on. Hey, get Caleb. What the hell is he doing? Is he climbing the wall? <laughs> nah. Hey, bro, all I saw, all I saw was feet. Yeah. <laughs> I just kick it up in the air. All right. I said, wait a minute. I know I had a couple drinks. I ain't tripping. <laughs> oh, nah, man. Ain't laying up. Oh, that's yeah, crazy. Stop hey, Josh Allen. I ain't know that. Yeah. Well, Josh that, Allen talking about, like, that's like, sharing, like uh, sharing guns and stuff with people. He from, like, Wyoming or something. He from out there, I think. Or is that, no, nah, I'm thinking about Carson Wentz, I think. Oh, no, yeah, he went to BYU, so he's probably, like, a Utah. He's a Mormon or some shit, probably. Who, uh, Josh Allen? Okay. Yeah, because what's the name with the North, uh, where he would go to North Dakota State? Josh Allen better be uh, married, man. Carson Wentz. Before he yeah. get kicked out the kicked out the cult. And they revoke his magic yeah. underwear. Hey man, get us out of here, man. It's over with. Yeah. It's over with. It's over with. <laughs> right, man, right, said right, magic right. magic underwear. Nah, it's we done. It's over. <laughs> oh, you don't know about the Mormons? That's good, Roy. That's good. Nah, it's over. It's over. Hey, uh, real quick before we head out, Super Bowl predictions. Who y'all want to see win? Who do I want to see win? Yeah, I don't bet against Brady, but I, I want Mahomes to win. But if Brady Facts. win, I would understand. Facts. That's pretty much where I'm at with it, too, to be honest. But I definitely want – I want Andy Reid to get another one. And I fuck with Mahomes. Um, I, don't, I just don't – I don't like Brady. I, I I respect him, but I just don't like him. I'm saying we're with you. He the greatest quarterback of all time, by far. Yeah, he, had that make, he had that Make America Great Again head in that locker, man. Yeah, can't, you know can't rock so, it's, so it's yeah. definitely fuck him, but he I respect him. But at the same time, I mean, the boy's smart. He went to a team that could that could carry him at, in, at age 43. Yeah, that was real intentional. I actually want to see – I want to see Tampa win as well, especially after I learned that their coaching staff is all black and the women. I was like, yeah, I want to see that win because that means more people going to repl- try to replicate that. Well, see that? No, they're not. They think, no, they're not. They're say <laughs> Brady. No, they're not. <laughs> yeah, they really, yeah, yeah, they really are going to say that Brady. What they're going to say is look what Brady did with these niggas. No, <laughs> they already, they done already wrote off the narrative. I see people on Twitter talking about Brady really went to a random team and said, "Y'all want to go to the Super Bowl?" Like they didn't have several Pro Bowlers. Several all pro, yeah. Like the crazy part is, Jameis Winston's numbers were better than Brady's. He just threw more interceptions by the numbers, yeah. So it's not like the the, the Bucks were trash. Jameis just couldn't protect the football. Now I will give him this. He probably he definitely added to the leadership column. Yeah. He more than more than likely, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. No, he like he. He got the intangibles to be a quarterback. I think Aaron Rodgers is a better arm talent. I think Patrick yeah. Mahomes will go down as the best arm talent. Yeah. But Not agree. Brady's the GOAT, the greatest all-time at quarterback, all off-field intangibles included. The, the fact that he took a pay cut. You'll never see a quarterback do that again. The fact that, you know what I'm saying, he, he let his yeah, coach chew him out. <laughs> You'll never see a, a quarterback get chewed out by a head coach like that ever again. <laughs> like, he, he shit, some of the shit that he put up with and tolerated. He was the ultimate. He was the ultimate company man, bro. Company um, man, yeah. big company man. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, so some of that stuff make him the goat because 
you you're not getting your superstar quarterback to take that kind of pay cut for twenty years. No, never. Hell, you seen Mahomes? My man Mahomes went and got oh, half, half a franchise. That nigga went and bought a team. A <laughs> Rod ain't took a pay cut ever. Eli never took a pay cut. Look, man, oh. the NFL, the NFL trying to catch up with the NBA. They looking like, look, man, they got they got all this power over here, man. We need to, yeah. need so, to tighten up, which in, they in, they should. Look, Russell Wilson, he didn't he he got a payday and will never win a playoff game again. <laughs> you don't think so? Fuck no, he can't do it by himself, bro. The Legion of Boom and Marshawn got that man. It's it's easy to it's easy to make plays when you're not the focal point. I think I think I think when I think they offense if they if they get a different scheme, bro, I think they'd be they'd be okay. They serviceable, and then they defense is where I mean, no, they, they serviceable. But I'm saying Russell can't Russell not that guy to give you forty. No, nah, he not Mahomes. Hell no. Nah, but when you make it, when you making two hundred million. You gotta be Mahomes. You need to be here. You need. That's to be. like Dallas. That's why I kept arguing point that we give Dak all that money, we're not gonna win no games because Dak arm not good enough to be Mahomes. I mean, I ain't gonna hold you. People aren't talking about that, but Jerry looking real smart right now because this mad good quarterbacks out there. This shit and this free agency. Jerry, Jerry the genius right now getting Dak hurt. <laughs> but but I, 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 I wouldn't be mad if the Cowboys went and got. If we nah, if we got well, motherfucking uh, uh, Matt Stafford, Stafford, nah, that would be tough. Go get Matt Stafford, because Stafford actually Stafford ain't never out. had he never had a team. Nah, he, he only didn't. had Calvin Johnson. That, That's it. And after he retired, and, and that was a, he like really two years, him. and he's still giving you three thousand. Yeah, but you y'all was about Russell man. Russell put up forty touchdowns this year, four thousand yards. I mean, like. Russell, Russell won't do right until he apologizes the future. Until he do right by future, Russell won't be. Russell never win no playoff game. That's that's off the field, man. That's off the field stuff. That don't matter. No, that, that, that matter, bro. <laughs> yeah, so he just said, he just said, we don't care about you. <laughs> Run the tape. Run the tape. <laughs> he don't do right by future, bro. He can't. He won't know. Hey, he, he doing right by future, future, though. By future son. Oh, that's a bar right there. That's a bar. That's a bar. That boy said he's doing right by future future. You gotta, you gotta respect. You gotta call, uh, get the dad's credit out here. The black fathers. Hey, now nah, that's a whole nother topic, bro, because you gotta be a real man to take care of another nigga kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's gotta be the more money you got. Because he got hell of a lot of money and a fine ass wife. You're like, yeah. You can throw him in here with everybody else. That's fine. He's not terrible. Because I'm trying. They, they, nah, yeah. Because I didn't, I didn't run across in my in my younger day. Allegedly, I didn't run across a few that that stepdad line only worked once you GTD. <laughs> I'm about it here. Oh, I'm cool. I can't even imagine. Oh man, like the, the stresses you gotta go through to raise another nigga child. You know Especially my real dad, anyway. If he alive, like it's different if he ain't never been around. But if that nigga got a relationship, bro, you can't run your own house. Not really. He, he, he ain't gotta be. He, he either gotta fall in line or get out the house. It's like yeah, because he he's not, he definitely. Me. You're not my dad. That's what, what you gonna do? Yeah. What you gonna do? You you gonna be sick? You can't smack him. But thing is, 
Russell, Russell, a good dude. He from the seven five. You know, whoa, 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 whoa. Russell for the eight hundred four. Williamsburg, bro. Bert, nah, bro. Russell from Richmond, bro. What? What that? What that even mean, dog? What that mean? No beef. I'm just saying, Russell from Richmond. He from Henrico. I was about to. Uh, that's why I thought he was from Henrico County. So, so football yeah. was better in uh, Williamsburg then. Uh, football was way worse. Russell played. He, he was. I ain't gonna say it was terrible, but he played private school ball, bro. You know that shit don't compare. Not in Virginia. It ain't like private school in other states where them shits actually be legit. Virginia private school system low key trash. No, nah, then y'all had didn't uh then y'all had that one quarterback that played for Hampton that went private and was balling out. Chaz. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but the pri- but the private school system still trash. That nigga was nice. <laughs> he was supposed to start. <laughs> I yeah, think that he was, was that was the year we start uh, that we started Matt Mitchell and Chaz damn sure was supposed to be the starting quarterback. Yeah, man, whatever happened there? Um, because I remember no, him being no there. Comment. And, and no comment. No comment. One day he had dreads, and then what? What was it? Red Carlos that just that just went out the that, that just went yeah, out. Yeah, listen, main man was supposed to be the starting quarterback, and then you know what happened, and then my man transferred and went crazy at Hampton Christian. I think it was. Yeah, was it Hampton Rose Academy or Hampton Christian? I think it was Hampton Rose Academy. No, no, Hampton Christian. It was one, one off Ty's Lane. Oh, right there. Not Ty's Lane. The one off, off Mercury. Magruder. Okay. I think. Yeah. It's Hampton Rose. It's Hampton Christian, I think. Right there by mm-hmm. Cornerstone Church. Oh, because he, he and Marquise. Yeah. Were, yeah, he and Marquise were there at the same time. That's that's Yeah. Because okay. he went crazy over there. All in the paper breaking records. And we over here fucking losing to everybody. Damn. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> They're losing to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, nigga. Niggas only lost that's how two I feel. games. That's how, yeah, that's how I feel. Hey, that's, that's how you know niggas different, bro. You lose two games and feel like you had the worst season ever. That shit crazy. Hey, two games is everybody. Hey, man, I'm going to say, well, when you go from beating everybody every year yeah. to where they don't stand a Fact. chance, and then next thing you know, it's their Super Bowl when they beat Hampton High School. It's like, yeah. come on, man. Like, man, I, I, wanna, do this. I wanna talk to the, the, the Hampton High kids that lost to Gloucester, bro. Like I just wonder what that feels like. I not not take it back. I don't. Want I don't to even want to talk to them. Yeah, but, that that. I just. Mm. What is your thought process like? How do you go back to school? If, I just, if, oh, I'm sorry. You was getting into it, but I feel like because I was listening to an interview Warren Sapp did, and he was talking about the rich history of the of the Miami of the U, and he mm-hmm. was saying how like. You had these pictures on the wall, and you knew about them. You knew the history of the game and the people who came before you, and you took some pride in that. And I feel like, like while we heard stuff about Hampton High School dominance and the greatness, like we ain't really learned the history to where if somebody maybe took some time to tell some stories and and to give us like certain people to like almost have their spirit like we can emulate and like tap into of that greatness. Keep it going in that way, but nah, they just like, yeah, we just, oh, no. we, I, we had that. I feel nah, like we did. Here's a good point. Now, nah, he made a good point. We did have that, Rory, but the generation behind us didn't. However, yeah. I can't really blame them because what stories y'all gonna tell them? Y'all gonna tell them who was wearing number one? We ain't talking about Ronald Curry. So, nah. like, <laughs> yeah, they're too young. Right. So, like, I think like because that, that's our that's I, our story, unfortunately. You so know like, what I'm saying? The cats like Daz and them, and what's Daz's brother name? Damn, what's that boy name? 
He it went to Tech. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Damn, Newsom's oldest son. But them, like, they had been around for a minute, so they kind of knew the history of it. Yeah. Like, but it, it definitely changed the scheme of the, the system. I mean, like, the program changed, but I can't, like, you know, cyberbullying and bullying is a thing. Dog, <laughs> I can't imagine going back to school after losing to Gloucester. Like, even if they don't even know football, you know you're not supposed to lose to Gloucester. Like they gonna the school gonna look at you crazy. Like how you announce the next game? Like, what do you do? Like I, I don't even get to talking about practice. But I was oh. just about to say I don't know if I could play the rest of the year if we would. Man, I can't. I can't even imagine it. They the running and hitting, and, and you know they we them coaches are a little old, so they don't realize that you can you got to get ready for the next game. They gonna beat you for three days talking about the last game. <laughs> like go, like one thing I can say playing a real ball, bro. Is niggas will lose on Friday. That game is over on Monday. Got to get ready yeah. for the next one. Even in college, like you lose, you run on Sunday. You condition Monday or t- you off on Monday. When you come back on Tuesday, that last game did not matter. Get ready for the next one. High school, bitch, they talking about that last game for the next three days. Three weeks later, they probably talking about that, that if game. You'd have, if you'd have made that play on this one, we wouldn't have been in this situation. Like, <laughs> it's over. I can't make it now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, it's too perfect. It's too perfect. That's, that's way – that's wild. Cats, yeah. cats going to hit us and know, though. The, the ones that know going to know. <laughs> man. Well, where, where them glasses at, man? Go ahead and bring us oh, up. Oh. Close us out, yeah. man. He ain't said nothing but a thing. Hold on, let me get right. Man, listen, man, you feel me? I appreciate y'all, man. Y'all being loyal. We ain't been loyal, but we appreciate y'all being loyal. We, we getting back in the flow of things. You know what I'm saying? Hey, everybody that's listening, y'all DM Kyle and say, Kyle, come back to the show. He still ain't signed his contract for the new season. But we here. We appreciate y'all support. Like, subscribe, follow YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Reddit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Bussing Challenge. They got a new thing called a Silhouette <laughs> Challenge. You know what I'm saying? Tag the council. The, the intern will post your video. We appreciate you, and we out. Just trying to help the community. That's it. Feed the, feed the kids. Yeah, man. Council, we for the children. Peace. Only fans hit the...